The Daily Becoming podcast was created with the everyday woman in mind. Tune in to hear from real women as they share real stories about becoming. I'm your host, Danielle Boyd. Let's learn, grow, and become together. Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Boyd, and I'm excited that you decided to join me again today. Before we jump in, I'm going to intro my guest today. I really appreciate her time, as I know it's very valuable, and I'm excited that she uh, took me up on my invitation to join me. Um, As an award-winning PR strategist, TV personality, and international speaker, Lily May has helped entrepreneurs around the world grow their business through books, coaching, and courses for over 10 years. She's also hosted special events around the country, including in New York, Atlanta, Miami, and New Orleans during Essence Festival. One of her exciting accomplishments include helping a beautypreneur client reach 500K in six months. And this year, she is excited to support more entrepreneurs in reaching their revenue goals through the Glambitious brand. This year, she released the Entrepreneur's Guide to Get More Visibility book, which is available at visibilityforme.com and is now planning the 10th anniversary Atlanta conference for August 26. Lily May is a graduate of UNC Chapel Hill and has been seen on Netflix, TMZ, Black Enterprise, and more. To connect with her, visit theglamceo.com or follow at Lily May on Instagram, and we'll make sure we have all that information in the show notes. But Lily May, welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks so much for the invitation. Yeah. uh, She and I, Lily May and I were just connecting some dots and realized that we attended undergrad together. So go Tar Heels. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Always great to see uh, a fellow Tar Heel doing their thing. Um, I think class of 2004, um, I've just noticed we've all stepped in our lane and are thriving in those lanes. And that's just really awesome to see. Um, I am a fan of Lily May's podcast. And I was listening to a recent podcast of hers that I believe was entitled Feeling Irrelevant. And it really stuck out to me, um, that particular content, because I think as women, um, of course, target audience for this show are um, women living their everyday lives, trying to be great and do all they all that they can to do that. Following Christ, I'm a believer. And standing on our faith, but sometimes feeling like even in doing so, we're just not seen or we may be overlooked. And um, Lily Mae, would you say you've experienced those feelings before? Oh, absolutely. You know, it definitely comes in waves and um, it comes in seasons. I think there have been seasons where I've had a lot of acceleration in business. Mm -hmm. And then when those things slow down and when those opportunities slow down, then that's when those feelings creep back in. Or, you know, as a single woman, you know, I may be dating for a Mm -hmm. while and that's going great. And then when that doesn't work out and I go back into the completely single pool with no interactions, it begins, you know, to creep up again. So I think it's a feeling that, you know, emerges situationally, depending on what we're going through. Absolutely. And, you know, here on the podcast, I talk a lot about identity. And I think sometimes we attach our identity to certain things that we shouldn't. And then that can also lead to some of those feelings. But that's normal. You know, we're human. um, And when things are going great, things are going great, like you said. But when they're not going so well, that's when we start to question and doubt um, where we are and God's plan for our life. So you mentioned during that podcast, you move just before the pandemic. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that and 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 what the move was for and, sure. and where you are now currently? 
Yes. So I lived in Atlanta for 14 years after I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill and I had a thriving public relations agency there. I worked with celebrities, entrepreneurs of all facets. You know, I was very known on the social scene. And then suddenly I just got a, a urge to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, because my family and, you know, childhood friends are here and I was getting a little older. And okay. as soon as I moved here, the pandemic happened. And the world shut down. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I've been here since 2019, the end of 2019. And now the world's opening back up. So it's a little better. But, you know, when everything shut down and I had to cancel all of these major events that I had planned and yeah. my life was just vastly different from what it was in Atlanta. That's, again, a season where those feelings start to creep in, where I started to feel a little irrelevant. Yeah. And I can't imagine such a, you know, that's a big move. Yeah. And especially right in the midst of the world shutting down. Um, I can't even imagine. I've been in North Carolina all my life and, you know, haven't moved very far, you know, outside of just traveling. Um, so I always admire folks that can pick up, like you said, and just, you know, feel like they're being led in another direction because that says a lot about, you know, confidence and faith in and of itself. But Another thing that stuck out to me on the podcast episode was we've talked a lot about our feelings and you um, you mentioned um, that feelings aren't facts. How did you learn that, you know, or how have you learned to differentiate between um, fact and, and fiction in your life per se? Sure. So for me, I am a very um, sensitive person. So mm -hmm. I feel a lot, you know, like if I'm watching The Lion King and, and <laughs> Simba loses dad, I'm probably going to shed a tear, you know, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> so I'm very, very sensitive, which means that when things happen in life, I have mm -hmm. a sensitive reaction as well. Okay. And so I've had to learn, you know, that feelings aren't facts. Mm -hmm. Just because you feel rejected in a moment, it doesn't mean that you were actually rejected. You know, just because yeah. you feel irrelevant, it doesn't mean you're actually irrelevant. It's just a feeling. And as a believer as well, I always tell people that feelings are like a GPS system, mm -hmm. a God positioning system. Oh, so like anytime that. you start to feel something that's negative, that's not of God, let it point you back to God for clarity, for revelation, so that you can get to the root of that feeling and process it and not sit in it too long. That's really good advice because my next question was just going to be, how do you unpack those feelings? Um, because I think sometimes we acknowledge them, but we don't reflect on them and, um, you know, just try to determine where that feeling is coming from, where it's coming, where the thoughts are coming from, because thoughts often kind of roll over into our emotions and, and things of that nature. So thank you for sharing that piece of advice. Um, so we talked a little bit about the season of change that you experienced um, moving from Atlanta to North Carolina, although, you know, you do have roots here, um, but that was a big move given all that you had accomplished in Atlanta. Um, what were some of your takeaways from that particular season uh, personally or even, you know, in business? Sure. Um, man, so many takeaways, because like I said, you know, I moved like uh, November 2019 and mm -hmm. then fast forward five months later, the world completely shut down. I was quarantined yeah. alone, you know, events canceled, like everything just really the rug felt like it got pulled from underneath me. And I I'm can't sure imagine people felt that way too. Yeah, It was a lot. <laughs> and so um, some of my takeaways in that season was to really, really be anchored um, spiritually mm -hmm. so that when the storms come, you can, you know, survive the storms. And yeah. so really all of those challenges that happened really pointed me back to a deeper relationship with God. You know, I grew up in the church as most of us did when we we're from right. the South. 
Mm-hmm. But I've learned there's a difference from going to church out of religious activity mm-hmm. and actually building a relationship with God. That's you good. Know, um, I can't say, honestly, that the church I grew up in really taught me about the relationship piece. It was mm-hmm. just religiosity. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest takeaways from this season was the relationship piece. Like you can literally have conversations with God and, and yeah. speak back and, and you can invite him into every facet of your life, dating wise, business wise, personal life wise. Like you really have to look at God as like a father and a friend, and that's mm-hmm. how you build relationship with him. So that was probably the biggest takeaway from the season and learning that my identity cannot be anchored in a profession. Yeah. It cannot be anchored in a relationship status, you know, um, because again, I've been single for almost seven years. I'm okay. Years old. You know, um, my career has shifted quite a bit and I learned that my identity has to also be a hundred percent stable based on what God says about me, not what my career is looking like or my relationship status is looking like. Awesome advice and ways for all of us to grow. You know, I think sometimes in the advice that you gave, and I know, you know, just reflecting on my personal journey um, in growing a relationship with the Lord, as you mentioned, I can kind of fall off in that area, you know, or not be as diligent. And I think, you know, it's important for us to still give ourselves grace and knowing that we're moving in a direction um, where we feel that we've grown even stronger because there's always room for growth and, you know, seasons will change. And what will end up happening or based on my experience is that in a season of change, the lessons that we learned from previous seasons will start to reveal themselves and God will start to reveal himself in a way to us, you know, that we didn't experience previously, but just based on, like you said, growing that relationship with him. Um, so that was awesome advice. Um, so, you know, y- your profession or your career is in PR and you, you know, help women entrepreneurs to become more visible. Um, but how does that kind of like does that have somewhat of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, like personally for you, the visibility aspect in seasons where you've kind of felt invisible? Um, so it's funny because to some degree, I'm always visible okay. <laughs> professionally. <laughs> you know, I always am. However, I have my own personal standards of accomplishment. Okay. And so it's my own personal standards that I feel friction with. If mm-hmm. I don't meet those standards by certain timelines or by certain, you know, you know, a certain age, you know, that's where the friction comes for me with feeling invisible at times. But, you know, technically I'm always visible professionally, you You know, um, I'm always kind of in the loop of what's going on and in my field, very present on social media, very interactive with my peers. Mm -hmm. So that is something that's always happening, but the friction is more of an internal thing, like me against me and what I think I should have accomplished by a certain time. Or sometimes, you know, there might be something I feel like I should be invited to. Like, I feel like I should be invited to the Essence Awards in Los Angeles, you know what I mean? Or the (laughs) Essence Fest stage. And it's like, man, I've been working for over 10 years empowering women and I have yet to be invited to the Essence Magazine stage. There's a moment of feeling like, why am I invisible to the platform? You know, something like that is where I have my challenges. Yeah, that's very transparent. And I was actually just having a conversation with my sisters. We're kind of multi-generational about, you know, the feelings that women we develop over time as we grow. You know, of course, being in my 40s, my older sister's in her 40s, and we have a sister that's in her 30s and our baby sister is in her 20s. And just kind of like the concept of time and comparing Mm -hmm. ourselves and things of that nature um, to societal norms and even our own Mm -hmm. expectations and how we manage those things. So thank you for that transparency. Um, You mentioned, of course, um, the importance of growing a relationship with Christ, but 
what would be some practical steps that you've either either you know learned from your experience or that you are learning that you could offer up to women in business and just women in general about growing from a similar place, you know, moving from a place of feeling like they're not being seen. Um, you've offered some of these actually on that episode um, where you talked about just getting out there and, um, you know, doing something new and things of that nature. But if you'd like to share a little more on that, that would be great. Sure, sure. So the first thing I would say is to seek God for revelation about the season you're in. Mm -hmm. I think if we can get an understanding of the season we're in, then we can shift our perspective about it. Because oftentimes we think we should be in a different season. Like it might be springtime and we're like, Lord, why, you know, why isn't it summertime yet? It's springtime. Okay. (laughs) So when you get the revelation about the season, then you know how to prepare for it. When it's wintertime, we go ahead and pull out the coats, right? Mm -hmm. When it's summertime, we put up the coats. So really seek God on what season it is in your life so you can have perspective of it and more patience with it. And Ecclesiastes 3 says it's a time for everything, right? You know, and a season for everything under the heavens. So sometimes we're in a season of rest and we try to move past that. But God wants us in a season of rest. And when you mm-hmm. realize that, you're like, oh, so it's okay for me to slow down. So mm-hmm. I don't have to compete with my peers on Instagram. Sometimes it's a season for partnership. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a season for singleness and self-love and anchoring spiritually. So when you get that revelation, then you don't fight the season. So that would be my first tip. Seek God for revelation on the season that you're in. And then number two, focus on like self-love and self-confidence building activities. Because a lot of times I feel like the world is constantly telling us we're not good enough. We're not Mm -hmm. pretty enough. We're not slim enough. we're, We're not, we're not, we're not. So it's important that we intentionally and diligently fill up our own cup of self-love, self-confidence, you know, exercise, whatever that means for the person that's listening, do those activities daily to pour back into yourself and so that you can feel good about you no matter what season you're in. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. really good. And I will also say as like a a last, I guess, tip is to shift your perspective about your purpose, Mm -hmm. because oftentimes we think we're only, you know, successful if we're reaching millions of listeners with our podcast, mm-hmm. right? Or if we're getting a hundred likes on our Instagram inspirational posts, or if a hundred people register for the webinar. And it's important that we not look at those metrics when it comes to our purpose. And we realize that God has called us to a particular audience. It doesn't matter the size. Mm-hmm. As long as we're showing up to serve that audience, we're giving God something to blow favor on. And we can know, like, as you said, you listen to my podcast. Right. My podcast does not get thousands of listeners. And I continue to show up because there's a Bible verse and you might can help me with this, where it says um, something about God or or the, he left all the sheep to go back for the one. Yeah. That's in Luke. Right. Luke, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so that means there was a herd of sheep and he saw one astray and he thought that one was worthy enough to leave that group and go get that one. Right. Likewise with our purpose, we have to get rid of the vanity metrics and mm-hmm. realize, Hey, if one person heard my podcast and was inspired, i.e. you, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like I did what I was supposed to do. That right, day. right. <laughs> I love that. And I was, I listen, I, I love all the content that's coming out, especially this month. You're, you're ministering to me right now. You're encouraging oh. me right now. So, you know, and I'm certain that those that will listen to this will be encouraged as well. So I'm truly, truly grateful. Um, I know I mentioned some of the ways that women can connect with you at the beginning, but if you wanted to share a little more and even talk a little bit about your conferences coming up. And of course, we'll have that information in the show notes. You can do that now. 
Yes, yes. So, um, you know, what I help women with is visibility. Mm -hmm. So I help women by coaching them and giving them ideas to grow their business and brand visibility. And then I also do media campaigns to give them interview opportunities with different media outlets. So if anyone needs that type of support as an entrepreneur, please visit my website, theglamceo.com. And once a month, I also send out like over a hundred grants and funding opportunities for women entrepreneurs every month. So at the very least, definitely join the email list so that you can get that list of grants every month. They change, the deadlines are included and everything. It's a great resource I send out once every month. And then like you said, I do have a conference coming up, the Glambitious 10th Anniversary Conference in Atlanta. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been 10 years since I started the Glambitious brand. And so we're bringing together hopefully 200 plus women entrepreneurs in the city with speakers and panelists and photo activations. We'll be talking about entrepreneurship, mental health, wellness relationships, all the things. And you can visit theglamceo.com to get tickets or to apply to be a speaker. Absolutely. And it's on my list for year 11 (laughs) because Mm -hmm. um, it actually falls on my daughter's birthday this year. So, um, and I, my older sister actually lives in the Georgia area. So I'm always looking for a reason to come out there, but I definitely want to connect um, and meet in person or meet back up because, you know, at one point we were on the same territory (laughs) years ago, which is crazy. But um, Lily Mae, I really appreciate your time. I'm grateful for the connection. Um, Ladies go out and follow, even if you're not in an entrepreneurial space, um, you can still find encouragement and um, even inspiration. And if you have friends in your circle that are in business and are looking for ways to um, increase their visibility or just grow, make sure they connect with Lily May. All of her contact information and ways that you can connect with her will be in the show notes, show notes, excuse me. And um, once again, Lily May, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend. Also, you can check us out at www.dailybecoming.org. Spread the word. 